$800 million a month is a huge thing to figure out. And to be honest with you, I was pretty incredulous. I didn't think that I would be able to prove it. This is Time for Marketing, the marketing podcast that will tell you everything you've missed when you didn't attend the marketing conference. Hello and welcome to the Time for Marketing podcast, the marketing podcast that brings you information from conferences that you have missed or were not able to attend. My name is Peter and I'll be your host, you can, of course, find us everywhere you can find podcasts, and you are, of course, very welcome to go and rate, tell about us to your friends or family or whoever random strangers you meet on the street. Today with me is Mike Roberts, and very glad to have a person that this is a tool that I've been looking at and trying to and wanting to use for a very long time. He's the founder of SpyFu. Mike, hello, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Peter. How is United States these days, Mike? Oh, it's great. I mean, well, weather-wise, I mean, uh, it's, it, it couldn't be more beautiful right now. I'm in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. It's about, we're having an unseasonably cool spring. Normally, it's like 100 degrees right now. And now we're sitting at about 80, 80 degrees, um, I guess, uh, which is which is really pretty nice here. All right, uh, that's completely uh, completely opposite of what we're having. We want to have we do have rain, but we want to have the heat because it would be much better up here. But um, you living in Arizona, that I sort of imagine Arizona being the state that has a lot of deserts and where all of the movies from the Wild Wild West were shot. Am I wrong there? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of movie fi- movies that uh, westerns that were filmed here, like kind of up in the um, uh, up a little bit north of Phoenix, um, and we definitely are the Sonoran Desert. So so all of the cactuses, the uh, saguaro cactus with the arms and stuff like that, that's that's all here. Probably the thing that I was most shocked by when I was in the U.S. was that I really saw a random guy dressed as a cowboy or what we would call a cowboy in the middle of Texas on a gas station. Does that happen in your town? Yeah, I would. You know, like uh, I think that I think that when I'm overseas, uh, a lot of people assume that Phoenix is like everybody rides around on horses or or whatever. And it's um, and it's and that's definitely not the case. But uh, but there's definitely you'll definitely run across cowboys for sure 100% like if you go uh, a little bit further into Arizona than in Phoenix you know people definitely are wearing cowboy boots cowboy hats and like and you're like dang this is a legit thing for you this is what you're this is the thing you know all right yeah yeah so you are as different as we think that you are <laughs> um michael you next to spyfu that is an excellent tool pretty much known around the marketing uh world you've just released a new tool that is called the nacho analytics what's the nacho in the analytics that you have right so the nacho means uh, it's not yours right so it's it's somebody else's analytics and so what nacho does ah, is not your see... ah, okay yeah, it lets you see other people's analytics accounts, um, uh, and we literally deliver it in a in a Google Analytics account. So it's like um, in the presentation that I'm talking about uh, here, I actually compared like Amazon's analytics with Walmart's versus Best Buy versus Etsy and REI, and 
you know, it's not like we're hacking into anyone's Google Analytics account. Uh, it's kind of like the first question people ask, is it legal? We're, we're not hacking in. We, what we have is we've got a bunch of users who have agreed to uh, share their browsing history with us. We anonymize it, remove everything personally identifiable, and then load it into a Google Analytics account. Google also likes me to say that we're not affiliated with them or, or they don't sponsor us and we're, 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 not, we're not the same entity. Mm-hmm. Both of your big things that you did in recent times was showing data from other people. So showing the data from your competition. Mm-hmm. Is this the thing that you would say that is the most important, one of the most important things that companies should be doing, looking at the competition and getting, making their marketing better because of it? You know, I think a lot of the, there's a, there's a, everybody's running tests and everybody's spending money trying to figure out like, what's the, you know, what's the most effective way to do, you know, marketing or uh, uh, build products. And all of this stuff is sort of trapped, all this knowledge is trapped inside of companies. And so uh, my thought is that, you know, we can, um, we can all benefit if we can, if we can learn the lessons of our competitors or of the best in the world, right, we can learn what works and what doesn't work on literally any kind of campaign, uh, whether it's, uh, whether it's um, SEO and PPC, or whether it's email marketing, um, play advertising, uh, conversion rate optimization, all of that stuff is exposed inside of people's analytics. And to me is kind of the holy grail is being able to see inside of, you know, Amazon or Airbnb or Yelp or any of these major websites. All right, then we'll just go to your presentation that is also looking at one of the competitors at the biggest competitor of everyone, probably uh, Amazon and their 10 billion growth hack that they are using and people should be using to this is the presentation that you had at the uh, content marketing conference this year, right? Um, So without further ado, these are your five minutes, Mike. Sure. So in in, the, in my presentation, I use Nacho to uh, to discover this huge ten billion dollar a year growth hack that Amazon uses that uh, that none of their competitors seem to know about. It actually wasn't what I set out to do in this presentation. I actually set out to talk about how people do search when they're on different websites, but I kind of stumbled across it, and it was so compelling. Obviously, you know, like eight hundred million dollars a month is, uh, you know, is a huge thing to figure out. And so to be honest with you, I was pretty incredulous. I didn't think that I would be able to prove it. And I thought that there would be like a, um, you know, just something, something to explain why Amazon's users uh, are, are doing something. And I wanted to, to disprove it. So, so what I did is I, I compared Amazon uh, to, to Walmart and Best Buy and Etsy. And when I did, I found that when someone does a search on Amazon, their conversion rate uh, goes from about 2% to about 12%. Now, every page that you go in to a, a site, your conversion rate is going to go up. That's just sort of a natural law. If you click on, you know, uh, even if, if you go to their homepage and then you click on like terms of use, your, 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 your conversion rate is going to continually go up. Um, but, but that 6x increase is huge. It's out of line with what I would expect in, in, to see anywhere. In fact, it's about two and a two to two and a half times bigger conversion rate than anyone else. Um, Walmart, for example, gets like a three x boost, and same with Etsy, and same with Best Buy. Nobody gets a six x increase. So what I did is I went through and I, I I came up with all these reasons why it might be something having to do with Amazon's users. I thought, well, maybe they're just more sophisticated. Turns out that wasn't it. Well, maybe it's this Amazon Prime thing. These people are just more efficient. Well, that's not it. 
then I thought maybe people are doing um, maybe maybe Amazon is personalizing the search. They know so much about me. Um, they're going to take you know, their knowledge of things that I bought in the past and, you know, make those type of really solid recommendations. Turns out that's also not it. So I wound up in this place where I was able to figure out, well, what's the conversion rate, you know, by each of Amazon's SERP positions, right? Like when you type in a search, number one, number two, number three, what's the conversion rate there? And I mapped that out. And I was like, oh, this is definitely going to tell me the answer. Turns out that didn't tell me anything, but it led me to this place where I figured out, well, every SERP on the result page basically gets about the same conversion rate. So the the real answer is, what is the likelihood that Amazon delivers a click-worthy result? You type something in, what's the likelihood that you're going to click on it? And and that that's how we measure search relevance, right? And it turns out that when you do a search on Amazon, um, you get a, a click-worthy result about 42% of the time, their competitors do that at about 15% of the time. So Amazon is delivering uh, delivering quality results three times more often than competitors, and it's across the board. So uh, so then I said, okay, well, why is this, you know, are they actually doing this or is Amazon just somehow have more inventory and they're able to satisfy more users? Turns out that Amazon has, uh, they, they have uh, almost 1% of their, of their development staff, about 800 engineers dedicated to search relevance. And I could figure that out through, through LinkedIn. Guess how many of their competitors have? Zero. They don't have anybody dedicated to search relevance. So what can you do? So like, uh, you know, Amazon's huge. You can't necessarily apply this, right? Well, actually you can. If you've got a search bar on your site, what you can do is you can say, well, what's my average? Wh- how often am I delivering a clickable result? If you, if you, you know, look at my, uh, my blog article, you can see how you're actually, um, I made this into a blog article. You can go to nachoanalytics.com slash blog and find it, but you can find how you can uh, like find your, your, your queries that are falling below your average uh, click rate, right? So if Amazon's getting some queries where it's like 20%, uh, then they can look into those and see why they're not delivering quality results. And you just do that day after day and Amazon's been doing it for years. So the one thing that I learned that I didn't, that I didn't mention on stage and it didn't even hit, hit me until I got back to my hotel room was that it turns out that if you add um, if you add auto suggest, I'm sorry, auto, uh, auto complete or type ahead to a search box on your site that doesn't have it, you'll increase your conversion rate by 25%. I wrote another, uh, another blog article about this. Um, and, and so you can see all the details of my research, but ultimately, um, the reason is that, uh, auto complete actually increases the length of search terms. And when you increase the length of your search term, your conversion rate goes up. That's just how it works. And the reason that it works that way is if you have a longer search term as a, as a sort of non-noob um, searcher, you realize this, the longer your search, the more relevant your results are going to come back. So if you have a search bar on your site, add autocomplete, add it today. It'll save, it'll, it'll make you 25% more conversions. All right. Excellent, Mike. Thank you. Um, this really is one of the things. That's about as fast as I could do that. No worries. That was, you know, seven, <laughs> six or seven minutes. So that was uh, excellent time, I must say. We actually, I actually had uh, JP Sherman on the podcast. He's the, he's from Red Hat. And one of his things that he does for his company is optimizing the internal search. 
And I was really fascinated by this topic and I looked into all of this. Um, so if people go to, it was probably episode 11, uh, you can listen to this too, but 800 people in the search team for Amazon. Do we know how many people are in the Google quality team? Does Amazon have a bigger team than Google? You know, I don't know how many people are at Amazon. I, I imagine that Amazon's or that, that that Google spends a considerable amount of time on on quality. Amazon's team is about 800 people. Walmart is actually growing their team, as it turns out. They just started though about a month, about a year and mm, four months mm. or so ago. Uh, it looks like so. Um, so they've actually made some progress. All right, so. Um, they're the only one of those competitors right, that, right. that has them. So search uh, is one of those things that has to be optimized on every e-commerce website, uh, and that can help. Yeah, I think that the rule, the, the idea is that is that uh, a lot of these, a lot of people think, okay, well, we implemented search, uh, so we've we've got mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. done, you know. But the idea is that you're just constantly improving it, and and. Uh, and, and that's what Amazon is engaged in. They basically think of themselves yeah. as a search And engineer. if nothing else, if you're a website owner, uh, Google Analytics has a built-in tool that allows you to analyze all of these search queries. And it allows you to give it to, for you to mm -hmm. have all of the information on how, to, how people are using your search. And yeah, usually people just leave it as uh, it comes with their CMS, whatever CMS they're using for their web shop. And they would then just leave it there as the default uh, option and not upgrade it. And that's uh, a shame that people shouldn't be doing. You know, I mean, I think that oftentimes what you can do is, is just change the query as it goes in, right? You don't necessarily have to have uh, to change your, um, right? So somebody types in a query and you realize that that query um, has has a different meaning than it might mean mm -hmm. when you just do the search. You could just you could just append some, some, uh, some parameters to your search. All right. Um, yeah, on yeah. the back end, you know, like you take, you intercept the search mm. and then mm. and then change it. Okay, so we have a very big change that people should be doing on their websites, especially on their e-commerce stores, and we have our fifteen-minute mark that has gone through, so we shouldn't probably go much longer. Mike, what are your plans for the future conferences? Where can people find you online or offline if they want to ask you stuff? Um, yeah, where? Sure. So I will be at uh, I'll be at Inbound. I'll be at PubCon. I'll probably be at a few other ones, but I don't have my uh, my list in front of me. Um, you can uh, you can reach me at 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 Mr. Spy, Mr. Spy on Twitter. Um, I'm Sporktopus on Reddit. Uh, let's see. Oh, you can also reach out to at SpyFu and at Nacho Analytics. So let's go and check uh, Mike's Reddit account and all of his other contents. Mike, thank you very much for being on the podcast and taking the time to tell us what the hack is that Amazon is using and we should be using. Have a great day up there in the US and have a good, have a good night. Thanks a lot.